This is Ryan. Hey, Ryan. It's Rachel. Hey, how are you? Oh, good, good. Um, we're just going to make sure on our end that everything is working correctly. Yeah. Okay. Does it sound okay to you? Yeah, it sounds good. Great. Thank you so much for coming on. Sure. Hey there, I'm Rachel Roberts, and this is Don't Sleep On It by HuffPost. Last Friday, Special Counsel Robert Mueller submitted his highly anticipated report, which we now know was over 300 pages long, to Attorney General William Barr. Two days later, Barr released a four-page summary on the Mueller report's principal conclusions, most significantly on two main points. One, that the investigation did not find that members of the Trump campaign conspired with the Russian government during the 2016 election. And two, on the question of obstruction, while the report could not, quote, conclude the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him, unquote. Since then, there have been wide-ranging interpretations and opinions on what this exactly means for the president and his administration. Calls for the report to be released in full and lots of confusion. To help suss out what exactly is going on, we're talking to HuffPost senior justice reporter Ryan J. Riley to break it all down. After that, stick around for a Don't Sleep On It programming note. So we're just a week out from Robert Mueller dropping off his report to the Attorney General, William Barr. And I think everyone has been left with more questions than answers. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, right now we only have this four-page summary, and we're sort of trusting William Barr and what he says about the report. Of course, the really interesting thing here is that Barr said that Mueller did not reach sort of a formal prosecutorial decision about whether or not the president obstructed justice. Now, the thought behind that is that Mueller was sort of trying to lay this out for Congress and sort of lay out both sides of the issue, because Barr, before he was attorney general, came in with this opinion that basically the president couldn't obstruct justice. Um, so so for him to be sort of the determining factor on that um, has raised a lot of questions for people. So people are definitely really eager to get that full report um, uh, from Mueller directly. Right. So you think that Mueller kind of left it open ended to hand it off to Congress? Right. I think that that is probably what he saw the role of Congress being in this, to sort of evaluate um, the evidence here, because the question of obstruction of justice was a really close one. And I think that one that raises a lot of constitutional issues about whether or not the Justice Department could, in fact, charge a sitting president. Um, there's a legal opinion within DOJ that the president couldn't be charged. In the bar letter, they said they sort of set aside that opinion and that didn't factor into their decision. But there is this opinion, for, there is this memo that Barr sent, you know, months before he became attorney general that sort of laid out the idea that it was very difficult for the president to obstruct justice. So he sort of came in with these preconceived notions of it and it sort of, you know, chastised the Mueller Mueller sort of direction on obstruction of justice and believe that, you know, if there wasn't an underlying crime here, that it would be very difficult for the president to actually obstruct justice. So if Mueller's purpose for laying out the evidence on both sides of this obstruction question was to have Congress evaluate it, what happens if Congress doesn't get the full report? Well, I think that we're going to get some version of of the report. I think there's going to be some heavy redactions in it, but um, Barr has been pretty clear, you know, and Congress has been pretty clear, frankly, that they, you know, want to get that full report. So what's happening now is they're going through this process where they're sort of redacting grand jury information that can't be turned over. But a lot of that might have to do with sort of the underlying crime. And I think that the closer call is this obstruction of justice, because we saw so many actions from the president um, that, you know, we're really on that legal line. 
um, you know, including firing um, James Comey and trying to basically get the probe into Michael Flynn shut down or not get him prosecuted. I mean, there were some definitely very dicey legal things that the, the president did here. And I think that that's probably where people are going to be most interested in because it seems like there's not this underlying idea of any actual collusion um, that Mueller found. Yeah. And speaking of James Comey, uh, Thursday, he came out saying that he was baffled by Mueller's decision not to make a judgment on the obstruction question. Are you surprised by that? I mean, I think that there's these ongoing conversations throughout the investigation between these different components within DOJ that were having an influence on how the investigation sort of played out. So if Mueller was going in with this opinion that, you know, the powers that be aren't going to sort of allow for actual charges on the obstruction question, that might have been something that they just want to say, okay, we're just going to lay off the evidence to the public and let it get out there. Now, of course, Barr sort of came in and bigfooted all that by putting out this summary and saying that, you know, based on my reading of it, there's no obstruction of justice. And based on the deputy attorney general's reading, there's no obstruction of justice. But that wasn't what, you know, Mueller was trying to do with this. He was trying to lay out both sides so that it could be evaluated by the public and by Congress. So I think that, you know, it's still a little bit of a waiting game. Um, And to a certain extent, it was sort of good public optics, you know, the way of Trump's thinking in terms of the Trump administration, I imagine, is pretty happy with Barr sort of stepping in and, and sort of clamping down on this and sort of setting public expectations. But that might sort of shift once we finally see the full report, because there's going to be stuff in there that Barr said in the letter that, you know, was public and that we know that, that Trump did. But that also left open the possibility that there's and suggested that there were things that Trump did behind the scenes that we don't know about that might have been considered obstruction of justice. So I don't think that the fuller report is going to be this sort of, you know, exoneration and, and great moment um, for Trump. And I think that's probably why we've seen some skepticism or, you know, opposition, I suppose, from Republicans to getting the full report out there in the public. Yeah. And you spoke about, you know, the Republicans reaction to not wanting the full report out. And all week there's been this kind of joyous feeling that the president is completely exonerated. And the president has been saying this was all treasonous and throwing the word treason around. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I think that you have to sort of take a step back for a moment and and remember all that Mueller uncovered. And even if he didn't uncover collusion, we now know, according to Mueller's investigation and according to the you know the U.S. government, who is responsible and the exact people who are responsible for this interference um, in the 2016 election on behalf of Trump, even if they weren't sort of coordinating, right? So we have this idea of these two separate campaigns run by, you know, dozens of, 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 of Russians who were both hacking into the DNC's emails and putting those emails out there and pushing them through through WikiLeaks, and also this separate social media campaign to take over Facebook pages and, and push this idea out there that, you know, um, that Hillary was was rotten, and that you know Trump was sort of going to save America, right? That was a that was a boost to his campaign. So I think that having that all that information laid out there was you know certainly a valuable public service. Um, in addition to getting all of these cases against you know associates of the Trump campaign who maybe weren't involved in collusion but were involved in a lot of other shady dealings. So I think that you know you have to sort of take a step back and remember that. While collusion was, was wasn't sort of found here, they certainly uncovered a lot of troubling information that um, was you know valuable for Americans to have. Absolutely. So finally, I wanted to know your thoughts on once Congress and the public do get whatever version of the report is released, what happens next? I think the Mueller report. I think it's going to go out um, into the public very quickly. I think that. 
I mean, that'll be pretty simultaneous, I think, because they're sort of making this ready for public distribution. But there's also going to be components of Congress which will get access to more information in um, sort of a more classified setting. I think that we're going to see some hearings about that, but it's also, you know, there's also these other parts of the probe that Congress is also going to be very, uh, very interested in. And I mean, I think this is a lot of this is this public framing because the Trump administration and Trump supporters have done a pretty good job of sort of souring public opinion on the Mueller probe over the past couple of years. I mean, if you look at just Republican trust in the FBI is has plummeted, um, and people think that the FBI, which is generally this conservative-leaning law enforcement organization, uh, is sort of some sort of liberal haven that was trying to take down the president. I mean, it's sort of ludicrous if you look back at the you know the public opinion has swung on this. Um, so that's going to be something I think that will be this interesting question about how um, the FBI is going to restore public confidence and um, what Democrats are, are going to sort of do about that, because that's going to have some long-term consequences if you have a significant portion of the American populace that think that the FBI isn't trustworthy. That's going to have some ripple effects in, in local jurisdictions in terms of the FBI, you know, in terms of trials. If the FBI um, agents are testifying, that might be something that you know, Republicans are no longer trusting how those FBI agents are called to the stand. So, yeah, there are a lot of a lot of components to this, and um, it's not going to end up in this, you know, it's not going to be wrapped up in a neat bow anytime soon. I think that's, I think, the best way we can wrap this up with a bow, because there are so many questions still left to be said. But thank you so much for spelling out exactly what is going on and the different steps and what could be happening next. Definitely no problem. Yeah, thank you so much. For the most up-to-date news on the Mueller Report, head to HuffPost.com. And this will be my final episode of Don't Sleep On It. I've loved talking to you each morning, and thank you so much for waking up with me. You can find me on Twitter at Rachie Rob and on Instagram at Suspiciously Small. So for my last time, you really gotta get up. Bye!